WVOW Local News, now. Last weekend, members of the West Virginia Division of Natural Resources, assisted by personnel from the West Virginia Department of Agriculture, delivered 17 of the 40 elk the state is due to receive in the weeks ahead from the U.S. Forest Service at their Land Between the Lakes National Recreation Area in western Kentucky. I'm Robert Fields. Reporting by Chris Lawrence with Metro News says the agency separated the cows and bulls into two separate holding areas in the Earl Ray Tomlin Wildlife Management Area. No further testing or quarantine is required, so the new elk will soon mingle with the existing population on the ground on their own. This has been the fourth release of transplanted elk in the DNR's elk reintroduction project, and the first since approximately 60 were brought to the Mountain State from Arizona in 2018. Since then, the elk population had been maintaining itself, but growing at a slow rate. The introduction of new animals, some of which are almost certainly bred, will help reinvigorate the population growth. It's anticipated the rest of the 23 elk West Virginia is expected to receive will be rounded up and transported in the next couple of months. This is WVOW News. I'm Tanya Crum, Director of Acute Inpatient Rehab, Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. Hi, I'm Dr. Wright, Surgical Podiatrist from Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. I'm Romel Mitchell, Executive Secretary, Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. Thank you for trusting your care at Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Monday edition of the show, we'll tell you about the Super Bowl matchup and take a look back at a busy sports weekend with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Chef Paul Smith will be here at 4 o'clock. Carl Lee joins me at 5 and your calls, texts, tweets, the Capitol Report, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Candidate filing for office has concluded, with more local races filling up at the deadline Saturday. That includes the two seats up on the Logan County Board of Education. Both Harold McMillan and Barry Mullins have filed for re-election. Challengers to their seats include Stephen Stapleton, Jason Spurlock, Mark Kieser, and Ralph Rodigaria. Rodigaria filed Saturday morning before the noon deadline with the Logan County Clerk's Office. He told WVOW News as he filed his paperwork... He just wants to make a difference. There's a lot of situations that I think needs to be changed uh, in the education system in Logan County. You know, I know the state's taken over, and from what I've heard from people, there's not seen a big difference. So maybe I can make a difference on that. The race for the county commission sees two men running for their respective party nominations. On the Republican side, Eric Porter filed on day one of filing back in January 8th. On Saturday, the Democratic Party gained its only representation on the ballot, with Bobby Boehm filing. Those two will face one another on the ballot this November. The seat up on the commission is Danny Godby's seat. The longtime commissioner decided not to run for a seventh term. For prosecuting attorney, incumbent David Wandling is being challenged for the Republican nomination by Joe Spradling. The two previously opposed one another back in 2020. However, then, Wandling was a Democrat, and Spradling collected the required signatures to run as an independent. Now, they race for the GOP nomination. Sheriff P.D. Clemens is running unopposed for the Republican nomination to a second term as sheriff. Assessor Glenn Adkins was running unopposed as of Saturday. However, a mail-in filing Monday morning with the proper postmark has an opponent for Adkins. Man area resident Chris Trent challenges Adkins for the GOP nod in the county assessor race. 
According to Logan County Clerk John Turner, the filing may not be complete just yet. Any mail-in paperwork that is postmarked by midnight Saturday night, like Trent's, will be added this week. Turner also says voters may want to update their voter registration, especially with the state Republican Party voting to close its primary this year. Voters have some time if they want to update their registration this year. deadline on that is April the 23rd to change your party okay. or uh, update. But I, I encourage people to check your voter registration. You can go, like I said before, govotewv.com. It'll pull you right up there, and that way you can check your registration right on your phone, your computer. Several judges in the newly redistricted 11th Circuit Court are up for re-election this year. The 11th Circuit Court is comprised of Logan and Mingo moving forward after the May primary. In Division I, longtime Judge Micah Thompson will run for re-election with Family Court Judge Sabrina Deskins challenging for the seat. In Division II, Judge Kelly Gilmore Cotispody is running for re-election unopposed. Cotispody was appointed to the Circuit Court by Governor Jim Justice in 2022 following the retirement of the previous judge, Eric O'Brien. In Division Three, Judge Joshua Butcher will be challenged by Logan County Assistant Prosecutor Shana O'Brien Thompson. Thompson filed her paperwork with the Secretary of State on Saturday. Meanwhile, in the Logan Family Court, Judges Chris Workman and Robert Ilderton are unopposed. Workman was first elected in 2016, and Judge Ilderton was appointed by the governor following Judge Gilmore Cotispody's elevation to the Circuit Court. Jonathan Jewell and Marsha Remora are running for the Family Court in Mingo County. On the magistrate level, Dwight Williamson has an opponent for the first time in several elections, with Gregory Vance filing for the Division II seat. David Atkins is seeking re-election to the Division I seat he won back in 2020 and has competition from Charles Charlie Walls. Joe Mendez looks to make it three terms in Division III with no opposition filed. The new Division IV seat in Logan County's magistrate court has only generated one filing with Harold Ray Porter Jr. Meanwhile, on the national level, the U.S. Senate sees numerous filings, including Republican Congressman Alex Mooney, Governor Jim Justice, and now on the Democratic side for Massey CEO Don Blankenship. Blankenship previously ran for the Senate as a Republican and failed to get the nomination. In the state's Southern Congressional seat, too, Congresswoman Carol Miller is challenged by Derek Evans for the Republican nomination. Democrats Chris Bob Reed and Jim Umberger hope to challenge as the Democratic nominee. For the West Virginia gubernatorial race, Chase Linko Looper represents the Mountain Party, and former Huntington Mayor Steve Williams is currently the only representation for the Democratic Party. Meanwhile, on the Republican end, we have former delegate Moore Capito, Kevin K.C. Christian from Chloe, car dealership magnate Chris Miller from Huntington, Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, and Mitch Roberts of POCA, as well as Secretary of State Mac Warner. Election day is scheduled for May 14th. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com or on your smart device with the WVOW mobile app. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Nolan. We're seeing a cloudy start to a work week here over the Coalfields of West Virginia. High temperatures are around 39 degrees for the afternoon hours for today, so it is quite chilly once again. Overnight tonight, still expect to see cloudy skies, morning lows around 29 degrees. And Tuesday, we'll see skies clear up a little bit for the start of the day before rain showers move in for Tuesday evening. 
leading into more showers overnight in the Wednesday. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. On the last talk line on Metro News, the new chairman of the West Virginia GOP, Matt Heritage, on the party's decision over the weekend to close the primary for the Republicans starting in 2026 to Republican voters only. Republican voters only, no independents. Consensus was finally reached on closing the primary, but not doing it until 2026, which I think is a responsible way to do that, given the timeline that we're facing right now in this election year. Talk line, weekdays at 10.06.